Hey friends and welcome back. We got another episode of the Hello Sydney podcast, a podcast for horror lovers where we talk about any and all things horror. It's me, your host, Sydney. How's everybody doing? How's 2024 so far? Uh, Have you guys seen Night Swim? Because I haven't. I think I'm going to go today, but honestly, like... I haven't heard the best reviews. I actually really haven't heard any hype for this movie ever, so I kind of already feel like I'm going to be disappointed. Were you guys disappointed? Did you like it? I was kind of really looking forward to it until, again, like, I've heard absolutely zero about it since it released, like, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? Yeah, I'm probably going to see it today, but I'm prepared for disappointment. I'll report back next week. And obviously, I'll have a full review up on my TikTok before then. But anyway, now back to the important stuff here. Uh, Today is episode 10. We are in double digits, so I figured that today is the perfect time for our first double feature and we're going to be talking about two movies that I find to be incredibly underrated The Collector and The Collection. Now I've watched both of these movies multiple times throughout my life but obviously I just rewatched them for this and like I forget how fucking gory they are and how bloody they are and how like vile some of the traps are like saw level. So if you're into gore these movies are definitely for you but if you're not I recommend you keep listening to this episode and then probably don't watch them because there's some scenes where even I was like cringing and I just, again, I totally forgot that that even exists. I think I've been blacking it out of my memory. Fair warning, there's also some animal deaths that are pretty brutal in both of these movies. So I'll give a warning when we get to that area, but that's definitely like the hardest part to watch for me personally. So let's just get into it, starting with The Collector from 2009. So this movie opens up with this shot of this house and it's dark, it's nighttime, and we see this couple coming home we can see that they've like kind of been out drinking like they're coming home they're laughing and the wife goes to go upstairs we see the husband downstairs in the kitchen and he goes to turn the lights off and they do not turn on like the whole last light bulbs are gone and as he realizes that he hears his wife scream his name larry from upstairs so he runs upstairs and he sees her in their bedroom and there is this red chest sitting in the center of their bedroom and he's like oh, well, maybe one of the crew left it, which he says because there was like some construction going on outside. You saw some caution tape. So obviously they're having some work done on the house. And he's like, yeah, maybe the crew left it, but then a bang comes from inside the chest. So this dude, Larry, goes to go open this chest and we don't see what's in it, but we just see him look absolutely shocked and appalled. And before he even has time to process what's happening, a hand comes up behind him and grabs him and it cuts to black, cuts to the credits. So credits roll and now we're in a new scene. It's daylight, we're at a different house and there's crew working at this house as well so it looks like there's some construction and there's also an exterminator there inside the house we meet our main character and our king arkin who is like the handyman and the dad or the husband whoever you want to call it the guy who owns the house asks arkin oh can you go look at this door upstairs so arkin goes upstairs he looks at it we see a shot of the house which is huge and we see like a business card saying this guy is some sort of like jeweler broker so these people got money so we see pictures of the family and we learn that this family consists of michael and Victoria, the mom and dad, and also two daughters, Hannah, who's the younger one, and Jill, who's the older one. So the younger daughter, Hannah, invites Arkin to come, like, play tea party with her, which he does, and as they're doing that, the dad walks in, Michael, and is like, what's going on here? Because obviously it's kind of fucking weird that the handyman is sitting in your daughter's room having tea with her. But Arkin's like, oh, sorry, my bad, but, like, I have a daughter about her age, you know, so whatever. Arkin goes outside, he sees this, like, wasp's nest in a shed, and there's bees flying fucking everywhere, and the dude is totally calm. He's already a bad we already know and he walks by the exterminator that's there who has like a mask on or like a fucking what do you call it gas mask I don't know what it is but he has something that's covering his face and Arkin looks at him and is like hey just so you know there's a wasp's nest over there and then he walks away we don't think about this guy again now Arkin's sitting outside smoking a cigarette and this is when the older daughter Jill approaches him and you can tell Jill's like totally a rebel she like takes a drag of his cigarette and then she sneaks back into the house because obviously she's been gone all night and she had snuck out. So just your typical rebellious teenager in a 2000s movie. So now Michael, the dad, comes outside and gives Arkin his pay, but he gives him some extra money and Arkin's like, oh, I can't accept this. And the dad's like, oh no, it's for your little one. And basically is like, enjoy her this age while you can because once they get older, they turn into fucking bitches like my daughter, Jill. And then he also tells Arkin, like, we'll see you in a couple weeks. And Arkin says, yeah, enjoy your vacation. 
communication. So we know these, this family's leaving. So cut to the next scene. We see Arkin entering this bowling alley and he goes up to this little girl and it turns out that this is his daughter. He gives her this teddy bear that he bought her with the pay that he just got. It's like a sweet moment. But then the mom comes out and is absolutely fucking pissed and like ruins the whole thing. So the mom, aka Arkin's wife, takes him to the back and they're talking and she's like, do you have the money? And he's like, not as much as I said I would. And she's like, well, you promised I need to have it today because the people I owe it to really want it. And he's like, can't you just tell him you need a little bit more time? And she's like, no, they're loan sharks. So apparently this woman has been dealing with fucking loan sharks and now her life is in danger if she doesn't pay them back immediately. So she tells Arkin like, okay, if you don't have it, we're leaving tonight. And he's like, they're gonna chase you like, I, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'll get it. Just give me until midnight tonight. I will have the money. So the next scene is Arkin going into a strip club, but he's not there for fun. He's there for business. And he meets this guy inside and they go out to his car with like a bodyguard. It's a super sketchy ass situation, but the guy in the car is like, okay, you've been casing that house for a month. And now that you found the safe, you want to make demands and want to go in right away. And Arkin talks about this stone that is in the safe. And he's like, I need to get paid. I'm going in tonight to get this stone and I want 50%. It's like a tense situation because then they're trying to negotiate they hold a lighter up to Arkin's hand but they ultimately decide like 40% take it or leave it and Arkin says yeah I'll see you later tonight I'm the only guy that can get into that safe so see you later so Arkin's got some plans to save his wife from these here loan sharks so the next scene is of him driving out it's super dark he's going down this long windy road it's raining and he puts on a ski mask and he goes up to the house and it's the same exact house that he's working at now as he's going up to the house to get into it a dog attack him and this dog is like chained in the yard and he looks at it kind of weird and we look at it kind of weird because like did this family have a dog spoiler alert the answer is no but we'll get to that later so Arkin ends up picking the lock and no alarm goes off because it was disabled which I believe that Arkin was the one that disabled it previously while he was working in the house because he planned on doing this all along again he's been casing this house for months and this was his plan so he's being super quiet super stealthy he goes up the stairs obviously there's like a creek and it's tense you think he's gonna get caught but he doesn't and he ends up going inside and looking inside of Hannah's room and he notices that Hannah's not there but he just moves on and he goes into the bathroom and he lifts up the mirror and he finds the safe behind it so obviously he knew exactly where this thing was he puts this device on the safe and it's like he's using it to break the code which he slowly starts to do but then he hears creaking behind him and he hears a lock click and then we see another set of boots coming up the stairs as they're coming up the stairs it creaks in the same spot that Arkin creaked in so he hears this and he stops and he hides assuming that this is like the father or somebody who's going to catch him he hides in this room and we see this overhead shot of somebody on the other side of the door and this person is a man wearing a mask and we can't really see the mask at this point because again it's overhead but now he's like following Arkin so at this point Arkin's like okay fuck this I gotta come back another time he goes to leave but the back door has four locks on it that were not there before and he does obviously not have the key to it he is locked in from the inside and then we see a masked figure walking into the basement now Arkin looks at his clock and it's almost 11 o'clock so he's like okay I have to do this by midnight you know what like I'm going back to the safe so he goes back up to the safe but this time as he's trying to break the combination we hear screaming and crying coming through the vents and all of a sudden we see the dad bloodied and mutilated crawling up the stairs and he sees Arkin and he's like why are you doing this and starts to panic because obviously like why the fuck is Arkin in my house in the middle of the night and obviously he's gonna assume that whoever's hurting him is Arkin so the dad goes to pull a golf club out of a bag to like obviously use as a weapon but this triggers some type of trap and it pulls him by the foot and hangs him by the feet and then drops him off the stairs and then we see the masked figure that we've been seeing come up to him and drag him away so now Arkin realizes that he picked the wrong motherfucking house on the wrong motherfucking night he looks at the windows and see, sees that they are all boarded up right so then he picks up the phone and he goes to put the phone to his ear but there's a fucking needle in it and it gets him right in the ear it's fucking gross he tries to get his hand through the boards and the windows but it turns out there's like blades and he completely like fucking degloves a bunch of skin from his hand this is like disgusting shit and now we're turned like we're finding out that this home is completely jimmy rigged it's like some home alone ass shit but like times a fucking thousand so now he's like slowly walking through the house he almost walks into another wire trap and he hides in the room while the mask figure with a knife comes upstairs and is literally hunting him so now they're kind of playing this game of cat and mouse and arkin just walks directly into another trap which is razor wire and he cuts his 
like face or whatever and now we saw this in the flash of lightning before arkin walked into it and it's like super hidden and again this whole place is fucking rigged he walks into another room where there's just bear traps all over the floor he looks up at the chandelier and sees that hanging from the chandelier is a bunch of knives he sees a scissor that's laying like on a bookshelf which somebody could obviously grab for a weapon but there's a like a wire attached to it so if you pull the scissor for a weapon something's gonna fucking happen there's nails on another set of stairs so there's really nowhere for arkin to fucking go so he ends up going into the basement when he gets to the basement he finds michael tied up and bloody his feet have nails through them they're all like swollen this dude is completely fucking mutilated and he's talking to arkin and he's telling him that his wife is in the next room and that jill left before this guy got there so jill isn't involved and then he doesn't know where hannah is and then michael tells arkin i have a gun in my safe i need you to go get the gun and shoot this guy here's the combination to the safe so the safe that arkin was trying to fucking break into now he just has the combination just straight up given to him so then arkin goes into the next room where he finds victoria the wife like gagged and bound in a bathtub and she's blindfolded but the blindfold is like attached to her with pins so he can't take it off but she's basically like begging him to go find hannah she's like she's hiding like i need you to go find my baby please and arkin's like okay i can absolutely try to do that and stop this guy but like i need you to scream to create a distraction so that he comes downstairs and i can get upstairs and go find hannah obviously the mom is reluctant but she ends up doing it and it completely works so the killer comes downstairs and arkin moves upstairs and then we see the killer with victoria and he like takes pliers to her tongue and you think that he's gonna cut her fucking tongue out but she ultimately he ultimately doesn't and instead he goes over to the dad and starts torturing him meanwhile upstairs arkin goes to the safe because again he still knows where it is and now he has the combination he gets the gun out of it but then he also sees the stone that he was looking for and he takes that as well but he goes into the bedroom into the drawers to get the bullets where the dad said they were but the bullets are fucking gone so the gun pointless so as he realizes that he then starts to hear banging coming from inside the closet so he starts to call out for hannah thinking that it's her but when he opens the closet he finds that same red chest that we saw from the beginning he goes to open the chest and out of it falls larry the guy from the beginning but again this time completely like bloodied and mutilated and arkin is like what the fuck is going on like what does this guy want and larry basically tells him he kills people he doesn't want if you're chosen he takes you and he only takes one he collects people so that's why this guy is called the collector so from this point on we're going to refer to the killer as the collector so arkin now is trying to find hannah and he goes into this other room where he just like walks into this sticky trap on the floor this is where the animal cruelty comes in by the way so you might want to skip ahead a little bit so arkin gets completely stuck in this sticky trap and he's not able to walk out and he also sees this cat stuck in it and the cat is like meowing like crazy making a shit ton of noise so arkin in the, is in the process of like taking his shoes off because he's a smart motherfucker i honestly don't even know if i would have thought of this even though it seems like a simple solution but just a lot of anxiety at this time but he ends up taking his shoes off and the cat is still screaming so he grabs the cat and like rips it up from the sticky trap but then the cat goes through the window and ends up getting like decapitated because the window is a trap as well so the collector hears all the commotion and comes upstairs but at this point arkin's been able to get himself out of the trap by taking his shoes off and now he covers the shoes on the ground with like books or something so that the collector doesn't see that he was there and he's hiding underneath a bunch of pillows so the collector comes in and looks around and this is the first time that we get like a real shot of the mask and this mask that this guy is wearing guys is like i would say this is one of the scariest masks in horror because like it has no discernible human features like no distinguishable human features which to me is always so like so fucking uncanny valley so creepy so he goes in he obviously doesn't see arkin and he leaves so then arkin gets up from his hiding spot and he grabs a couple paper clips and he goes back downstairs to the basement where he finds the dad hung upside down and completely disemboweled he is dead and gone there is no coming back from this he's dead dead so then he goes into the next room to victoria and he's working on getting her handcuffs unlocked with the paper clips that's why he grabbed them this guy could pick a lock with fucking anything 
something. And he tells her, like, I couldn't find Hannah, but we're going to get out of here. But when we walk through this next room, I need you to keep your eyes on my back. Don't look at anything. And obviously we know that that's because he's protecting her so that she doesn't see her dead fucking disemboweled husband. So he gets her out. He takes the blindfold off of her and they walk through. But then she steps in a pool of blood and looks to see where it's coming from and sees that it's obviously coming from her husband. So she just freaks the fuck out. She screams. She runs upstairs. Arkin's trying to stop her. Uh, Obviously it doesn't work. The killer is at the top of the stairs and stabs her and she falls down the stairs. So now Arkin goes to hide under a desk because he's once again trapped in the basement and he sees the collector go up to this spider and he takes the spider and he like opens the window and frees it. So this guy is literally mutilating people, including children, but like saves this fucking spider. Then we see him go back to Victoria, who yes, is still alive despite being stabbed and falling down the stairs and he drags her away. So this is when Arkin sees his chance and he runs upstairs. Now we see the killer turn on like a recorder and he starts just like torturing Victoria and he does this by like sewing her mouth shut so that she'll stop screaming and Arkin hears her scream as this is happening and he's basically like I told you to fucking follow me like like why would like he's pissed because she didn't fucking follow his direction and now she's gonna get killed because of it now did you forget about Jill because I sure fucking did but behold Jill comes home with her boyfriend so we see the car outside Arkin tries to like scream through the window like Jill no don't come in but she can't hear because it's just like storming outside it's raining it's thundering so Jill and her boyfriend come to go in the house and they go to the front door and Jill's like damn I think my mom changed the locks on me like that's super fucked up so she goes into going through the back door now the collector has seen that these people have pulled up and he wants to fucking play with them too so he goes to unlock the back door so they could just walk right into his trap so jill and her boyfriend come in they have no idea that this has happened and they're just like making out on the kitchen counter like he takes her shirt off and the killer is just watching or the collector is just watching like an absolute fucking creep that he is so as he's watching jill looks up and sees him and obviously gets startled and he just comes at the boyfriend with this bloody knife and like stabs right through his hand it's fucking vile and he starts chasing him so the boyfriend's walking backwards he sets he trips this other trap that cuts his fingers off and then he falls into the room full of bear traps and he fucking dies like he literally just gets like eaten by all of these bear traps at once so then the collector relocks the back door with all four of those locks that he put in and he goes for jill but jill manages to call 911 and drops the phone before he gets to her so the collector has jill tied up on the stairs and he hears this alarm going off upstairs which of course turns out to be arkin setting a distraction because again he's actually smart as fuck so while the collector goes upstairs arkin comes downstairs and he cuts jill out of her like binding which is just like a bunch of fucking like barbed wire around her neck terrible so now arkin cuts her out and jill is like what are you doing here why are you here and she's panicking she's like where's my family and she thinks that arkin is like somehow in on this because again kind of understandable why the fuck would arkin be in your house in the middle of the night so she grabs that scissor that we know is a trap and as she goes to grab it she like gets thrown into this wall of nails and she gets impaled and fucking dies so now arkin goes back upstairs and he's trying to help larry but we see that larry also has nails through his feet just like the father did so ultimately larry is like stuck in this chest and arkin's not able to get him out so he has to just leave him so arkin punches through this window that he's managed to get the boards off of and he jumps from from like onto the roof and he jumps off the fucking roof and he runs away he's out he made it however he makes the mistake of looking back and he sees hannah banging on a window begging for help this fucking pisses me off because this guy this whole time has been going through the house saying hannah hannah where are you i'm here to help you and this bitch didn't fucking come out but then you want to come out the second he manages to get out of the house like come on I know, I know, she's a child, whatever. So Arkin being the good guy that he is, he can't leave her behind. So he literally runs back and goes back into the fucking death trap that is this house. So as he's trying to make his way back in, we see Hannah being chased by the collector. And as he starts to go for her, Arkin comes in in the nick of time and like knocks him out and grabs Hannah. So they go into one of the bedrooms and he tells Hannah like stay off of the floor. And then we see him behind a fish tank and we see Hannah behind a TV. So we're like, oh shit, they're gonna electrocute this guy. Like great idea. So they're waiting there and the collector opens the door but obviously he knows that something's up because then 
Arkin tips over the fish tank and Hannah tips over the TV, but the collector throws Larry in and Larry gets electrocuted and dies. And then the collector just throws like a bunch of fucking knives at Arkin, which he completely dodges. It's like a fucking like matrix scene. So Arkin takes Hannah into the laundry room where he swiftly walks into another trap, which is just a bunch of fish hooks hanging from the ceiling. And this part is gross because it like almost gets in his eye. Like he has to like rip it out. It's, it's cringy ass shit in this movie. I really forgot about it. It. So it turns out there's a laundry chute. So Arkin goes to put Hannah down it and it's like, okay, I'm right behind you. But as Arkin is going down the laundry chute, obviously the collector comes in and attacks him. So a fight ensues between the two of them and Arkin manages to pull his mask off and we never see his face, but Arkin sure does. But as he does that, he punches Arkin out. Now we get a sequence of all the destruction that the collector has created. So it kind of just like shows a scene of all the dead bodies. It shows the mom in the bathtub. We're really not sure whether she's alive or dead in this point it shows hannah hiding um and it shows the killer putting his mask back on and dragging arkin into the basement so now arkin wakes up in this just god awful situation so he has his hands tied above his head and his hands are being held like up to the ceiling by fish hooks and his back is also being held to the wall by fish hooks so arkin's like passed out obviously from the pain at this point but the collector just goes up to him and like cuts his forehead and wakes arkin up so now arkin's awake and he's just like begging the collector to like let hannah go she's just a kid but the collector doesn't give a fuck about what he's saying now he just wants to play with arkin and torture him so he proceeds to pull his teeth out and now we the audience see that hannah is under the desk watching this whole thing and the killer kind of like gets an idea that she's there so he goes towards the desk and now arkin just starts like insulting him and like challenging him so that he comes back to him and gets away from hannah and it works the collector doesn't see hannah and he goes back to arkin and he gets this jar of cockroaches okay that's already bad enough gets this jar of cockroaches cuts open arkin's stomach or like cuts him enough to wound him holds the jar up to his stomach and then holds a lighter to it so obviously the idea he is here is that to get like away from the heat and the fire the cockroaches are going to then go into the wound in arkin's stomach this guy is sadistic as fuck but before that is able to go down the collector is distracted by a cop car so remember jill called 911 and dropped the phone they were able to trace the location and now the cops are here so we see the cop doing kind of like a around around the house and he looks in the window and he sees jill's boyfriend dead so at this point he like calls for backup he knows that something's up and then he runs into the killer in the yard so the collector literally comes out from behind a fucking tree and like drops his weapon because the cop has a uh, gun to him obviously drops his weapon and you're like oh my god this is gonna work this is great but then all of a sudden he sicks his dog on the fucking cop and the dog bites the guy's throat out and kills him yeah so that dog that arkansas in the beginning it was definitely not the family dog it's the collector's dog and he's just as vicious as he is meanwhile obviously the collector is no longer down in the basement so arkin uses this time to get himself out of the trap which just consists of him pulling all of the fish hooks out of his hand and like ripping them all out of his back at once is absolutely fucking visceral so now in the basement arkin sees all this shit rigged up like gas cans and shit and he sees that it's rigged up to blow the house up so he grabs hannah and is like okay we gotta get the fuck out of here but now the collector arms himself with a shotgun that he steals from the cop car and comes in with his rabid insane dog so arkin climbs back up the laundry chute and then pulls hannah up as well and it's literally just in the nick of time because again the collector like sicks the dog on them and he just misses hannah by a second so now the killer knows that they're in the laundry room so he sends the dog after them but again animal cruelty here arkin sets a fire in a trash can and as the dog's coming in he like just fucking puts the trash can on its head and sets it on fire so now another fight ensues between arkin and the collector they're just like beating the shit out of each other the collector drops the gun he smashes a glass on arkin's head but then arkin's like punching him he falls down it's a whole thing ultimately arkin is able to kick the collector down the stairs and close the door and now in the struggle the keys that the collector was wearing falls off and is in the kitchen so now arkin finally has the fucking keys to get out of the house so he shows the keys to hannah and is like i need your help which one is the key to the front door and of course the one key that is the key to the front door is fucking broken so now the collector's pissed he comes back upstairs with the gun and he manages to get out of the basement and now he points the gun at what he thinks is arkin and hannah and they're just sitting 
standing there kind of helpless at this point and he fucking shoots and it turns out it was a mirror because again Arkin is a smart ass motherfucking boss and he's resourceful as fuck as he goes to pull the trigger and shoots the mirror Arkin pulls a wire that lowers the chandelier again the chandelier has all the knives on it directly on top of the collector but not anywhere enough to kill him it just like lands on his leg or something but enough to wound him and allow Arkin and Hannah to run out of the house and they're able to get out of the front door because when the collector shot the gun it actually went through the door and allowed them to open the door without the key so they run but the collector runs out and is not far behind them and now we see cop cars coming so Arkin just like jumps in the road to stop them and is literally hit by a fucking cop car like this guy cannot catch a break so Arkin is laying in the road like still kind of there and still kind of not and obviously the cops have now stopped and the ambulances have stopped and he looks at Hannah on the side of the road and he sees the collector coming up behind her but it turns out it's just a hallucination it's just a cop coming up behind her so he grabs Hannah like wraps her in a blanket puts her in the cop car and he they're putting Arkin in the ambulance and like finally everybody can fucking relax now as they're putting Arkin on the stretcher into the ambulance the fucking house blows up so they literally made it out like just in time and now Arkin is in the ambulance talking to one of the cops and he's saying about how he saw his face and it was the exterminator so that guy from the beginning that like again we didn't see his face but Arkin told him like hey there's a wasp's nest over here it was the fucking collector so now the cops are like okay well we know what exterminator company he works for like let's get the address of it and meanwhile the ambulance is going to take you to the hospital like this is over so there's a cop or an EMT in the back of the car with Arkin and Arkin goes into his pocket and pulls out the motherfucking stone that he went into this house for in the first place so it turns out he still has it and he asks the guy what time it is and he says it's just before midnight and Arkin kind of just like smiles and it's like wow I made it and then he asks the guy to call his wife so the guy goes to call his wife but as he's doing that the ambulance gets hit by a fucking car and flips over. The collector shows up and opens the back of the car and kills the fucking cop that's back there and takes Arkin and puts him in the goddamn red chest. Remember, he only takes one. He collects people. So Arkin is the one to be collected this time. And then we see him get in the exterminator van. He rips the sign off the side of it. He puts the chest in the van, gets in the van and drives off and the movie ends poor Arkin literally cannot catch a break like imagine going through all that to be almost out and then this happening to you but as you know this obviously isn't the end end because there is a second movie where Arkin is once again our star so let's just jump right into that the collection from 2012 so the collection opens up with this guy talking to his young daughter Elena and the dad is played by Shooter McGavin so um I actually don't know this guy's real name he's been in movies for fucking longer than I've been alive but I'm gonna refer to him as Shooter McGavin so he He's talking to Elena and he's saying like he's talking about her mom and you can kind of tell by the way he's talking that clearly she died and as he's having this conversation with his daughter he's like I'm gonna be around more and she's like do you promise and a car comes out of nowhere and fucking smashes into them and that's the opening so now we cut to the opening credits and we're seeing kind of like bits and pieces of news stories and it's talking about this vicious crime spree and this serial killer that's claimed another victim it has people living in fear there's this press conference where they're talking about how this serial killer takes one victim so that some people might still be alive and being held captive there's still 40 people missing um this person has no specific victim they target everybody from like women men children the elderly it doesn't matter so it's really hard to track him down obviously we know that they're talking about the collector and now they bring up arkin's picture and say arkin o'brien is still missing and his wife is on the news and she speaks out saying like please bring him back and then we see a shot of the collector putting his mask back on so he's ready to fucking play again so now now we cut from that and we see this girl in her bedroom and she gets a call or she's on the phone with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's just saying like oh sorry I can't make it tonight whatever so she says okay hangs up the phone and she gets another call from a friend who's saying oh good that he blew you off because get dressed we're going to a party now this girl looks out the window and sees her friend Missy and her brother sitting outside in the car and they're in this big ass fucking house so clearly these people have money so now she goes downstairs to kiss her dad goodbye and it's Shooter McGavin so it turns out that this is the people from the beginning so this is elena now grown up so elena gets in the car with missy and her younger brother josh and they go to a club because it's 2012 and that's what people did that at that time so it's like the super secretive club they like need a password it's like in a sketchy ass warehouse it's super weird but whatever they go inside they're dancing they're having fun the outfits are so 2012 this gave me like such nostalgia but also made me like so blessed that we don't dress like that anymore because what the fuck were we doing anyway elena then runs into her boyfriend 
who told her that she couldn't make it because he had to do something tonight, making out with another girl. But instead of just walking away and crying, she fucking punches him in the face. It's a wonderful moment. So she runs away like towards the bathroom, obviously very upset. But then the camera pans to above and we see the collector on top of the lights looking over everybody. And we see a wire trap. So we know what's about to fucking go down. Now, Elena again, like went to an area by herself because she's super upset and she goes into this room and she sees a red chest and she's like that's fucking weird and then she hears banging coming from it she goes to open the chest and out falls arkin bloody and mutilated but still very much alive and he pushes her down because when she opened the chest it triggered a trap and it shot an arrow out but it just missed her because arkin saved her ass back in the main club we see all the doors have now been locked and there is this like trap of these rotating knives that come and just plow everybody down there's blood everywhere there's body pieces everywhere everybody just fucking gets offed meanwhile arkin tried to like grab l or elena they call her l after this and like she got freaked out and ran away so she left her earring on the floor which arkin then uses to break out of his cuffs because again remember this man can break into any lock with any item so elena runs out and she runs into missy who is locked in this cage she ends up getting locked in this cage with a bunch of other people and as they're locked in there the ceiling starts to drop and the killer is just on top watching them and watching elena and elena literally watches her best friend get crushed to death so now again we see arkin broken out of his cuffs and he comes out into the hallway and he like is just looking at elena they come across each other and the collector comes up behind elena and grabs her and drags her away and now arkin at this point looks at her and is just like yeah fuck that and he straight up jumps out of a window using a body as a cushion and he gets in the street and he just runs off and then we see an image of the collector looking down at him as he runs away so then we see the killer putting a chest a very familiar chest in his van and driving away and we know that this chest now contains elena so then arkin ends up in the hospital and we see them working on him they're like resetting all of his broken bones and shit because again he has like a shit ton of injuries but as they're doing that the police come in and cuff him so now we see a flashback of the torture from the first movie when he was like strung up with all those fish hooks and shit but he ends up waking up and his wife is there and he looks at these flowers in his room and he's like oh you got me flowers and she's like no and she goes to look at the card and reads it and the card says for the collection get well soon can't wait to meet family so Arkin obviously knows that this is from the collector and he freaks out and tells his wife like, okay, you guys got to go to your mom's like you got to get out and she goes immediately. So then Arkin's just lying there minding his own business. Obviously there's a cop guarding the room and this guy comes in who's not a cop and Arkin's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm not a cop. I'm here to help you, but I need to know if you saw this girl. And he shows a picture of Elena and Arkin's like, yes, I actually did. And he asked if she was alive and Arkin's like, yeah, she was alive the last time I saw her. And and this guy asks Arkin if he took her. And Arkin's like, well, he always takes one, so maybe it's very possible. So this guy, his name ends up being Lucello. He's like, well, we gotta go in and we gotta find this guy and we gotta kill him. We're not the cops and we're not gonna do it on the cops' terms, but like we know that you have an idea of where this guy is and we need you to take us to him. So Lucello ends up calling the dad, Shooter McGavin, and is like, don't worry, like I got an in, we're gonna find her. And Lucha, the dad is just like, she's all I have. And there's a flashback to the car accident and it showed like Elena trapped in the car and the dad's legs were broken. It was like a really traumatic thing. And uh, turns out we never are like explained this, but it seems like Elena was saved by Lucello from that car accident. So this guy's been with her since she was a kid. Now we see Elena wake up in the chest and she looks out of this little hole that's in the side of it. And she sees this guy completely chained up and we see the collector just torturing him like he like cuts this guy's tongue out puts it in a jar and after a little while of doing that he wheels him away and elena is still looking through this little peephole and now she doesn't see anything but all of a sudden fucking jump scare the collector's eye shows up in the on the other side of the hole so now arkin's agreed to help these people uh probably in exchange for like immunity or whatever so lucello gathers this team of people and arkin's saying like i'll help you get in there but i'm not going inside and lucello's like yeah that's totally fine we just need to know where this guy is so arkin talks about how this guy threw him in the trunk but as they were driving again arkin being like a smart ass motherfucking boss as they were driving he was cutting into his arm like symbols so like this means that we took a right this means we took a left this was every like 
hundred seconds or whatever. So they start from point one where he was thrown into the truck and he literally takes them to wherever this killer is using like these marks on his arm. Now Arkin also tells them, you better be prepared basically because you have no fucking idea what you're walking into because obviously Arkin knows how this guy operates and this whole place is going to be rigged. But regardless, the marks in his arm lead them to this abandoned hotel, which the abandoned hotel, by the way, is called the Hotel... Um, Argento, which obviously is a nod to Dario Argento. So Lucello's like, okay, like I need you to do what you do best. Like here's a pin, open the lock. Again, Arkin can get into anywhere. So he goes, he picks the lock. Meanwhile, we see Elena in the chest. She like is also incredibly resourceful. I don't know how these people are so smart. I would die immediately. But she like rips off a piece of her bra strap and she puts it out the hole and uses it to pull the lock and she gets out of the chest. Meanwhile, she sees another chest that she opens and there's a dead body in it and there's also so this like dead mutilated body like just laying on a table next to them. Now she hears the killer coming back so she goes to hide and the collector comes in and he sees that the chest is open obviously and instead of just like looking for her again this guy is a sadistic motherfucker. He has like all these jars of tarantulas because again clearly he's like a huge bug guy so he has all these jars of tarantulas and he just like lets them out and we see Elena hiding and they're like crawling all over her face and all over her body. This is where I would die because I would scream, no, just take me out. But then the killer gets distracted when he hears an alarm going off. And this alarm is going off because Arkin was able to break in and that tripped this alarm. So the collector runs out and leaves her where obviously she gets up and wipes all these fucking things off of her. So back out front, Arkin's like, okay, there you go. Good luck. And Lucello's like, yeah, I lied to you the whole fucking time. Like you are coming in with us. Which Arkin obviously is not happy about but he's literally at gunpoint so he doesn't have much of a choice and we see the collector watching them enter the building on camera so he knows they're there he knows where they are and Arkin says to Lucello like at least give me something to protect myself with and Lucello gives him a flashlight it's kind of actually a funny scene so they go into the next room and they find that there are like these needles scattered all over the floor now Lucello left one of the team members outside to like keep guard and to watch and we see the collector go up to him and just like brutally stab this man to death like comes out of nowhere and just fucking attacks him so the guard outside is dead and now as the rest of the team is in this room with all the needles Arkin out of nowhere is attacked by this guy in a straight jacket and one of the team ends up shooting him and they look at his body and they see that this guy has like chewed his tongue off like chewed his own tongue off and they put together that the collector has been drugging these people that's what all the needles on the floor are and is like basically turning them into like zombies and as they're talking about this we see a shot of the collector watching them from above obviously they don't know that he's there but we do and he's holding this bloody knife that he just used to kill the guard outside and now we see that there's all these bodies stacked up everywhere and all of a sudden this horde of air quotes zombies run at them so now the team's being attacked they're shooting at them they're killing them off Arkin kills one with the flashlight which is actually hilarious but the team ends up fighting them off and runs into another room and now they all look at their cell phones and of course they have no fucking signal meanwhile Elena being alone in this room obviously the door was locked but she found this like grate or this vent that she ended up going through and by going through that she finds another room where she hears another woman's voice coming from yet another chest so she opens this chest and she lets out this little blonde girl who has like makeup all over her face and she tells her that her name is Abby and Abby explains to Elena like he did this to me talking about the makeup so she's like wiping all the makeup off of her face and Elena's like okay like we got to keep going and she's like no we can't leave the room she's terrified obviously but ultimately she ends up following Elena now back with the team we see this guy come out of nowhere and he's like shirtless and he has scars everywhere and it looks like he has his throat slit and he approaches the team and he says I didn't make the collection and at the last minute they see that this guy has a bomb strapped to him so they like all like hit the ground and it blows up and as the bomb blows up these spikes come out of the ceiling and it goes through one of the team members and kills him so now in the panic Arkin got separated from the rest of them and he ends up in this room with like plastic hanging up and there's like lights flickering so you can't see everything that's happening but like in the flickers of lights we get glimpses of the killer behind Arkin and the killer goes to grab Arkin but Arkin disappears before he's able to get to him now back with Abby and Elena they're kind of wandering through this fucking death dungeon and Abby's like you don't want to go in there as Elaine is about to go into a room and she sees a wire on the ground and she's like oh shit thanks like Abby just kind of saved her ass but then Abby looks at Elena and just says he likes me you know like a fucking weirdo and meanwhile Elena has a hearing aid and the hearing aid starts to screech and Abby sees it and is like 
starts freaking the fuck out. She's like, you have a hearing aid. You're at a disadvantage. You'll never win. She slaps Elena and then she starts fucking screaming. So obviously that attracts the collector. So he shows up and sees Elena. Elena runs. He starts chasing her. She's hiding and she outsmarts him because she hides like on this like on these pipes on the ceiling. I still don't know how the fuck she got up there, but whatever she did. Meanwhile, Arkin's also trying to make his way through now alone. And clearly he doesn't want to be with these people. He just wants to get the fuck out. So like he goes for this doorknob that ends up being a knife. So he like slices his hand on it. He's also hit with this like falling trap after he trips a wire. So he hears one of the team members coming and he ends up hiding in this like elevator shaft but when he's in the elevator shaft he falls down it and he falls onto this pile of bodies and it's just like all these bloodied dead bodies and a bunch of cans of gasoline he manages to climb the rope back up and now he's in this room and in this room there's all these like preserved things so it starts with like bugs and reptiles and skeletons but then slowly it gets to body parts and there's literally these tanks of water with body parts like human body parts floating in them. So Arkin continues to wake his, make his way through to try to figure out a fucking way out of this place. And now he hears like this whimpering and he sees this woman nailed to a wall. She's literally nailed like by her knees and by her hands. And the killer comes in and goes up to her and she's like, please, please. And he just slits her throat like completely unprovoked and kills her. So the killer then leaves. Arkin is stuck in this room. But again, Arkin can literally pick a lock with anything and he takes a pin off of a wall and picks a lock to a door to another room. Meanwhile, Elena is still going through by herself as well and she manages to find this room that has a hole in the wall and when she looks out the wall, she sees these two men outside and she tries to yell to them but it's too far away and they don't hear her. Meanwhile, Arkin thinks he's escaped from this team but alas, he is not and the team finds him and they like knock him out with the butt of a gun because they're fucking pissed and as he's laying on the ground, he looks up and sees the killer above holding holding a hook and he tries to warn them but like nobody's listening to him and the killer drops this hook and it impales another one of the team members and then he like repels down it's actually weirdly graceful this trap also caused another person to be taken by a trap one of the team members was like dragged out by her feet into another room and now Lucello like shoots at the killer but of course it's a horror movie so he misses him and he doesn't get shot so the killer runs away and Lucello and Arkin are left and Lucello's like well, Arkin's like, I, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not safe. Like, I told you, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. We are not prepared for this. And Lucello basically is like, well, I'm not leaving without Elena. I've been watching over her since she was a little girl. I am not leaving. Meanwhile, at this point, Abby, the blonde girl, has stumbled across them. And she hears them talking about Elena. And she's like, I know where she is. Now, obviously, they don't know that this girl is some, like, Stockholm syndromed bitch. But we sure do. So she points them in a direction and is like, I last saw her over there. But then as they are going that way they hear screams coming from another direction and they know that it's the scream of Paz who is the other team member that was just dragged out by her feet. So they go to follow the screams and Lucello at least at this point gives Arkid a knife. So it's not a gun but at least he has a better weapon than a flashlight. And they get to this hallway of like mannequins and this is a nod now to the 1980 movie Maniac but there's just like these creepy ass fucking mannequins like lining the hallway it's also kind of like House of Waxy to me. So Lucello follows the screams and Arkin stays behind with Abby, but then Arkin looks down and sees this wire coming from a mirror. And at the same time that he realizes it's a trap, Lucello goes into the room and sees that the screaming is coming from a radio. So it's not actually passed. The whole thing's a trap. So Arkin yells like, it's a trap, it's a trap, get out. And Lucello manages to get out in the nick of time as everything's like blowing up and exploding. Meanwhile, Elena finds actual Paz because she hears the actual screams and she goes up and saves her from whatever trap that she's in. And finally, Lucello and Arkin find Elena as well. So they find Elena and Paz. Elena like hugs Lucello and is like, wow, you came for me, blah, blah, blah. But then she sees Abby and she's like, no, don't trust her. But like nobody listens. And I don't know why Elena doesn't put up more of an effort to be like, no, she's a fucking conniving bitch. But she just moves on and she's like, I think I know a way out. And then she brings them to that room with the hole in the wall where they see those two guys. And obviously they've already decided that like screaming is not going to help anything. So Arkin looks at Lucello and is like, give me your gun. And Lucello's kind of hesitant but Arkin's like, dude, I would have let you die back there if I wanted you dead. Like, just give me the fucking gun. So he gives him the gun and he shoots one of the guys, like this poor, like innocent guy, just like standing at a fire. But he like shoots him like enough to wound him. And Lucello's like, well, why'd you do that? And Arkin's like, well, shocks attract attention and attention attracts cops. So like, it's the only way. So Lucello is actually like, oh, well played. But now we see that the collector obviously has heard the shots and he's seen the uh, cops coming on his camera.
camera. So the cops show up and Arkin is watching this happen and he shoots again at the cops. He doesn't hit anybody, but he shots at, he shoots at them. And now the cops are calling for backup because they're like shots fired, shots fired, like bringing the SWAT team. So now they know what's coming from this building and they're about to come raid it. So they're like, okay, now all we have to do is like hang out here until the place gets raided and we're going to be safe. But of course they're not going to be safe because they're with this fucking bitch Abby who then locks them in the room and just says he likes me and starts fucking screaming. Paz just like straight up punches her in the fucking face. It's amazing. But that causes Abby to like walk into a trap, which is this box with like nails in it and it closes around her and kills her. She absolutely fucking deserved it. I do not feel bad for this bitch at all. But unfortunately her screaming that she was doing for the collector brought his attention to them. And now he shows up with a gun and two vicious dogs. So in the first movie we had one vicious dog and now we have two. So he starts shooting, but somehow manages to not shoot anybody. I don't really know. But regardless, he grabs Elena and just like drags her out of the room and leaves. So now it's Arkin, Paz, and Lucello. And Lucello's like, you guys have to go on without me because we look at him and we see that his hand is caught in this nail trap in the ground. And if he takes it off, it's going to trip this like razor box above him and it's going to drop and kill him so he basically looks at arkin and is like i need you to bring elena home and like you and pat you need to leave right away go now so they leave but now we see that the swat team has showed up and is running to the building so arkin and paz run out to go follow elena and they find her tied up on this table and she's gagged and as they go to take the gag off of her mouth she says no it's a trap but it's too late because a cage closes around them so now the three of them are stuck in this cage as the killer is like looking and taunting them from the outside. Now, Arkin's just like going back and forth, like screaming insults at him, like telling him to come in and fight him. But the killer, like the collector obviously doesn't give a fuck. And he sets this wick on fire and they see that this wick is going to be connected to these like tanks of gasoline. So it's going to blow the place up. So now the three of them are trying to like get their hands out of the cage so that they can pull the latch and it's not working. Now, Arkin this whole time, because again, he came from the hospital, he's had one of his arms in a cast. So he like breaks the cast and pulls it off and he tells them, I need you to re-break my arm and he's like screaming at them like do it do it do it elena eventually does it so now there's this disgusting scene of him putting his broken arm out of the cage and he's able to get it out because again his bones are just like broken and deformed so he ends up getting his hand out of the cage and pulling the latch and they get out so then they get to that elevator shaft that he had been out at before and they go a couple rooms down and they end up in that room with all the preserved bodies now meanwhile in the background like shit has just started blowing up like there is a fire raging so they've also the SWAT team is also called the uh, fire department so again Arkin Paz and Elena get to this room with all like the preserved bodies and the killer like the collector just shows up and just stabs Paz from the back like she didn't even have a fucking chance and he kills her there's about to be an animal cruelty moment here so just a fair heads up so the killer then goes to stab Arkin, but as he's going to do so, he gets distracted by a decapitated dog head being thrown at him. And it turns out it's fucking Lucello. So Lucello comes at the collector and this like knife fight ensues. Like gotta love a good old fashioned knife fight. So it's really intense. They're like cutting each other back and forth, but ultimately the collector ends up stabbing Lucello as Elena watches. And like, this is like her, a second father to her. And she's obviously devastated. But as as he's doing that now Arkin attacks him and stabs him and is punching him Arkin is on top of him and the collector literally takes his knife and stabs Arkin through the cheek it's such a gnarly shot so again like the fire is raging so Elena notices that there's a door in this room and she starts banging on it and the police or like the fire department hears it and is like okay get the saw we gotta there's people in here Arkin at this point has gotten to a point where he's had a fucking nuff and he is just like beating the shit out of the collector and he literally picks him up and throws him down the elevator shaft on top of all the bodies and the gas cans which Arkin knows are down there because that's where he fell earlier and he takes this piece of paper lights it on fire and throws it down there and the collector goes up in fucking flames so now Elena's at the door like surrounded by fire waiting for the fire department to open it up and Arkin also goes to go by go to the door and this beam that is on fire drops in front of him blocking his path and for the first time in these movies Arkin looks absolutely defeated he doesn't even try to get around the fire you can tell he is just going to sit there and he is going to burn to death and take it he can't fight anymore but Elena grabs this pole and just starts smashing the fucking tank so remember there's all these tanks with the bodies in it that are like filled with water so she starts smashing these tanks and they put the fire out enough for him to get through 
So she grabs Arkin and they run to the door just as it's being broken down and they make it, they make it outside. So now we see Elena and Arkin sitting in the back of an ambulance. Uh, Elena's dad shows up and they hug and Arkin goes up to see this line of chests that they've pulled out of the building like as evidence and they're all covered in blood. But inside one of them, he sees the collector's mask like smoking. So we know that he got out. So Elena, we assume goes home and lives happily ever after, but uh, Arkin isn't ready to do that yet. The next scene we see is of this guy coming home. So we don't see this guy's face. We only see him from the back or we only see like from, you know, chest down. And uh, we see that he has a preserved bug in his home. So we can assume that this is exactly who we think it is. And he turns on his radio and he goes upstairs. But as he gets upstairs, he hears the radio change. So he like runs downstairs. Again, we never see his face. He runs downstairs with a knife because he assumes that somebody's in the house. He turns the radio off. He's looking around. And he steps into his living room to find an open chest. And as he finds that, we see Arkin behind this guy holding a gun to his head. So Arkin's talking to him and is like, well, there's only 14 licensed entomologists within like a 20 mile radius of where these crimes went down and you were number 12. So Arkin did his own investigation and found out everything about this guy because he's telling him like, yeah, your daddy ran a museum and fucked you up pretty good, huh? And then he tells him to turn around. And we still never see this guy's face, but now Arkin is seeing his face again. And the collector just says, you're here to kill me. And Arkin is like, no, that's way too nice. I'm going to make you feel everything that I felt. And the collector like goes to attack him, but Arkin's not fucking having it. And he beats the shit out of him and locks him in the chest. And the movie fucking ends. That's it. Rewatching these movies has like revitalized my love for Arkin. I've always loved Arkin, but like I just really remember now how much of an absolute badass he is. So there was supposed to be a third movie called The Collected. And I believe they announced this officially in like 2019. I think they even started filming it, but then all of a sudden it kind of just got halted and production was suspended and everybody thought that it was abandoned but then as of June 2022 the director had said that he had plans to revive it so I don't know what that means I'm really hoping we get a third installment of this like I think this needs to be a trilogy and I need to know what Arkin does with the collector after this like usually I'm fine with movies not having sequels I actually am like against a sequel a lot of the times but like I need a sequel for this, another sequel. Like I need to know what goes on. I need more Arkin. I need a final showdown. So here's hoping that that actually happens. Um, again, if you are into gore and you think you could handle this movie, I highly recommend it. You can check them out. They're both for free, either on Tubi or Plex. Um, you can watch them at any time. Again, I find them to be super underrated. Uh, I think there are some really great horror gems that came out of like the 2000s. And again, Arkin is an absolute king. So if you were going to watch this movie for any reason, make it be for him. And there you have it, kids. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for listening to me. Um, until the next episode, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. It is horror underscore chronicles. I think next time we're going to be doing an episode on the Fear Street trilogy. I've really been wanting to rewatch those. I only watched them one time when they first came out on Netflix. So I think it's time for a rewatch. So until then, watch more horror movies and stay spooky, my friends. <laughs>